0: So interestingly enough, uh, this is Aaron Bentley. I'm your host off mic and off the record with me today is my lovely wife, Summer Bentley, and the guy who you just heard playing the intro to the theme song, Austin Upchurch. Hey y'all.
1: Hey. Yo, yo.
0: So interestingly enough, we were just having a conversation about a photo I snapped of Austin and Cayenne Barnes uh, probably three years ago. Dude, it was a hot minute ago. So about three years ago, we were at an undis- undisclosed location in Stephenville at a after party. And I was on the tailgate of my truck backed up under this awning. And I snapped this picture and we posted it on social media. There's something like, hey, just, you know, hanging out, kicking it afterwards. And the very first post said, oh, my God, it's Co Wetzel and Reed South Hall in Stephenville. Something where is this at? And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. People and man. what was your comment?
1: Oh, Reed South Hall's the only person I've ever met that's whiter than me. Yeah, because you
0: asked who's the albino.
1: Yeah, which one in the picture was supposed to be the albino? Because I know that Austin's not paler than I am. I
2: have a pretty decent complexion. I would like to think. <laughs> for those of y'all that can't see, I'm holding my hand up for a, <laughs> a reference. Am I close to the wall? Uh, yeah, you're a little tan like the wall.
1: Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not quite. You're not quite as, as tan as that sign on the wall. That's bronzed. Whatever I bronze, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do you even bronze, bro? Oh, super big on bronze. Super
2: big on bronzing, bruh.
0: And not not to be confused with do you brawn, and that's where you're a fan of Reckless Kelly and Mickey and the Motor Cars. It's do you bronze?
2: Oh, dude, I'm t- bronze. Would that not just you mean usually? You're
1: fans of both <laughs> bands because like all the, all the brothers, all the brothers, all the brothers. So you do bronze because you like them all.
0: I, I bronze. You we, don't, we don't discriminate <laughs> against bronze around here. No, we take all bronze, shapes <laughs> and sizes. Um, so we didn't really have a formal topic, but on the way, I don't know if we were in studio whenever uh, Austin decided he wanted to talk about this. Oh no. Are you ready, Summer?
1: No, I'm not, because the look on your face tells me it's probably a topic that's going to be... This is a
2: hot topic.
0: It's a very hot topic right now, and it's very relevant to what's going on in the, on the world. It is. Okay. Aliens. <laughs> yes or no? I need to know.
1: <laughs> and you came up with this while sitting in Stephenville of all places? We
2: were talking about aliens, <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, so we were in studio <laughs> doing the intro for this very first podcast that we're doing right here. Um, it's a topic of aliens, so do you or don't you? We, Believe. Were, we wanted to know something that I was really passionate about that
2: wasn't music, and I was like, freaking aliens, man. Let's talk about it. Let's oh, have the conversation so. people don't want to have.
1: I hope so. Like, seriously, I hope there is another intelligent life form out there besides what we have on Earth. Like, there's got to be something besides it has to this.
0: Be. has to be. Um, so, with a recent video, so what, 13 months ago, you have the release from the Washington Post where they admit that Captain Fravor, who uh, had the video off of San Diego Coast when they were going to a training mission, they have, I don't believe it's called the GoFast video, it may be the GoFast video. Anyway, it's where they're actually tracking something that goes from 80,000 foot above sea level to one foot above sea level in a half a second. And it's being tracked on FLIR and on whatever the guidance system, but they couldn't get a radar lock on it. But this they call them. it's not unidentified flying objects anymore. It's unidentified UAEs maybe or something. They've got a new name for it now. It's, so it's less stigmatic as that. But this goes to the rally point. And is waiting at the rally point where these navy pilots are going. They're it's already there are waiting on them. So it flies in front of them, goes to eighty thousand foot, goes to one foot, and then just takes off. And then is sitting and hovering at the rally point.
2: And it, there's the new one goes and goes underwater, in the middle of the ocean. It's insane. And then the guy came out. He's like some big navy or air force guy, something like that. And he was like, "Yeah, it's real. I seen it," and. It is way more advanced than anything we have. And we're fudged if they ever come for us because we have no defense. And I was like, great. It's fantastic.
1: But doesn't that make sense that you go underwater? Like to me, something that that far progressive that would be able to do any atmosphere, anything. You'd have exactly. to be able to go through anything to travel through space. Like, exactly. Yeah. So the water thing doesn't surprise me. That's just kind of a OK, no big deal. I think the fact that they actually admitted that there's something out there oh, yeah.
2: is the big deal. It's insane. Now, what about Curveball? Curveball, just hear me out for a second. All right, I figured it out. I've got the answer to all of questions. It's Atlantis. They're finally coming from the depths of the ocean to spy on us. Okay, so that's land
0: a, lovers. It's not as far-fetched as you would think. So you take uh, water, oceans, can, which Can we expand
2: you? this to conspiracy theories? We, I, think I, we did. I, will, I will go all day. I will so, go all
0: day. so you talk about water and the oceans. It's seventy five percent of our planet is covered or seventy whatever it is is covered in water, and we've explored less than five percent of the ocean. So, seventy mm-hmm. percent of our planet is covered in something we've explored less than five percent of, mm-hmm. because we don't have possess the technology to go to the base to so like the bottom of the Marianas Trench or even some of your your deeper shelf levels. Mm-hmm. You can't go there, so. Is it Atlantis? In a Disney sense, probably, maybe. Mm-hmm. Is it truly there? But I agree with you. I mean, they possess the technology because the ships or the aircraft, unidentified, whatever it is they have, there's no heat signature and there's no propulsion system that's detectable by modern, modern radar.
2: We're getting hit with an alien drone. There ain't even no one in there.
1: Most likely. Like, why would you? Why would you put a living... You know, organism in there to send it someplace. If you're that far advanced, you don't need to. You can send it out and it'll it'll tell you everything you want to know.
2: And it would completely take away all of your error of wrecking and being like figured out, oh my God, it's an alien like you see in every movie ever.
0: So does that mean you don't believe in the Roswell crash?
2: Oh no, I definitely do. 100%. 100%. Okay, first off, Roswell, New Mexico is amazing. My uh, picture on Facebook is literally. Me in front of a painting in
0: Roswell, New Mexico.
1: We stopped at that same painting. The, we went.
0: Is it there. the painting or is it the cutouts on the side of the highway? Oh, it's
2: the same place. But there's yeah. a huge painting on the wall where, and I jumped up where it looked like I was getting adu- abducted. It's pretty awesome. Pretty proud of it. My little nephew, Navy, was in there. Shout out to Navy. So I tried
1: to make him stop at like every fake alien statue or everything we seen. And he's like, yes. no, there's only so many that I'm going to stop at. I'm like, I want to stop at all of them.
0: And I'm, per- I'm pretty <laughs> sure she made me listen to Dido the entire time. So we kept hearing that intro to the Roswell. That Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like
1: I had it on repeat. <laughs> oh, I was
2: Aliens Exist by Blink-182 the entire time. <laughs> Love it. Um,
0: and so I'll tell you, ironically enough, yes, Roswell was part of that trip. But for me, the flip side, do you know what county Roswell, New Mexico was in? I do not. Lincoln County. What else significantly in American history is Lincoln County.
1: How many wives go on vacation and plan to go to cemetery grave sites of really long ago dead people? Apparently me.
0: Perhaps, I don't know, I do. White Oaks rings a bell or William H. Bonney oh. yeah. is in Lincoln County. No way. So yeah. when we put two and two together, I was like, oh. was... Th- aliens were just kind of stopping by to hang out with Billy the Kid. <laughs> Dude, they were like, man,
2: I was just popping through the cosmos the other day. Found this super baller straggler guy. some Six guns. His name's <laughs> Billy the Kid. Pretty badass. Introduced <laughs> me to this thing called peyote.
0: You're in the spirit world now, asshole.
2: Look at that Chicken. <laughs> we're in the spirit world, asshole. I can't see this. Amazing movie. Amazing, amazing movie. Realize.
0: But, uh, yeah, so it was killing two birds with one stone on that trip so we got to do that and then the third portion of the trip that she is not happy about that we did she's just she's okay. quivering her lip and biting her teeth at me the third portion of that trip was um story lake do you know oh. where story lake is
2: no
1: You know how much this this drives me crazy, how he plays that one song that just drives me crazy. It's a
2: phenomenal banger. So, again, in this
1: trip, I Googled and found the one lake that actually works for that song and navigated us so that he could stop and take a picture.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Unfortunately, you can only get to 79.7 miles away. Yeah. You cannot actually reach... Eighty miles from Santa Fe,
2: I mean, but it's great. They round it up. Yeah, yeah.
1: In I mean, I mean seventy nine point whatever miles just doesn't sound the same in a song, right? Seventy nine
0: 7 <laughs> yeah, point seven miles away, park out, a little wordy, I would say. Miles from Santa Fe, yeah, it didn't uh, work. It yeah. yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so.
2: Dean Summerlin, man's a genius. Some greatness.
0: Uh, but back to the alien thing. So, okay. So with you just saying that about the yes, you hope it is intelligent life out there, and why would you send something biological? Yeah. To it, so you think about the same thing we're doing with like the Mars rover, or even like uh, what's the furthest probe we have out there that they launched? Oh back my in gosh, the 80s? it's like a
2: million years ago. Yeah, yeah it's a million years away. Uh, what they said something the other day, Voyager like, two, Voyager two. They heard sounds of like they think intelligent things like way out They're like oh we can't see it or anything but we can hear something it's got to be something smart out there i was like badass man let's go
0: yeah i'm all about something intelligent life out there i mean because you think about it we're not that intelligent as a species oh god no we're pretty stupid
1: well even putting that to the side you think about Earth itself and, and the size of Earth versus the rest of the universe, do you really think that only this little bitty tiny planet compared to everything else is the only thing that has life on yeah, it? Not a chance. What are the odds? Like not seriously. A
2: not a chance. Well no. I,
0: I think with that whole theory of the Goldilocks theory where they talk about having a planet Earth like that the Goldilocks so if you you imagine however many I'm so far away from exact facts, but you take our planet in our solar system. And our solar system is one of
2: billions. S-
0: billions.
2: Friggin' billions.
0: And then you have, like, we're one in, like, 100,000 just inside the Milky Way. And there's opposite sides of the Milky Way, so you double that. And then you quantify that the Milky Way is less than one one-thousandth of a percent of the size of the known universe, not the expanded universe. So how many planets are there? I mean, because we like got Alpha Centauri and a couple other ones that are relatively close that yeah. fall into the goldilocks realm so yeah hell yeah i think there's something out there has to be
2: dude like literally has to be there's no way no way we are truly living in the the world revolves around us area like come on guys gotta open up our brains here joe rogan come on guy come talk to me about aliens
0: (laughs) oh shit i mean and you even think about the fact that i mean it hasn't even been a thousand years you even go back 300 years 300 years ago they thought that the solar system revolved around. There's literally Us. aliens
2: in every single empire or time. Like they have drawings of aliens coming down from the sky in the freaking caves. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mayans have stuff like it's gnarly.
0: Oh yeah, every every like, culture has something coming from a being huh? coming from the sky. Not a godlike being like a like a spaceship. Like a spaceship.
2: It feels like I'm in a spaceship.
0: I'm in a glass case of emotions. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, fudge, fudge. We can cuss. This is podcasting.
2: Well, hell, fucking yeah. (laughs) I've been dancing around it all day.
0: No, 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 that's what that e at at the box around it that goes at the end of it is because, yeah, we're not on radio, and I don't have to worry about being one hundred percent kosher. Kosher with the seven words that I used to have to worry about the FCC, and emailing them going, sorry, somebody said poop on air. Kyle Weeder said "fuck."
1: I was gonna say I don't remember anybody ever saying "poop."
0: I'm pretty sure I've said "poop" on air.
1: I don't know that you have. You have now, but I don't know that you have. There's been a lot of slips with the shits and the fucks, but I don't think "poop" has been one of them.
0: I'm pretty sure I had to work in "poop" at a Reckless Kelly Celebrity Softball Jam when we were covering <laughs> it one year. I know I had to use the word rudes. Why don't do they still do that? No. So three years ago was the last Celebrity Softball Jam.
2: Why? That's a good question. I think we bring that back. The aliens have to come. <laughs> they be oh. like, dude,
1: we need to join that game. We they don't. Need maybe
2: to. they. That's the one thing they need is a Braun brother freaking reunion softball jam.
0: Oh. The bronze versus.
2: Uh, it's like the Flint Michigan Mega Bowl, but this is going to be like wherever they do it. Braun brothers inter intergalactic. <laughs> At Dell Diamond. Concert. I can't even think right now. At
0: Dell Diamond. Oh, yeah. This Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The Braun Brothers versus the Outer Realm.
2: Intergalactic celebrity softball.
0: With Brendan Anthony in right field. Absolutely. (laughs) Because just if you didn't know, Brendan Anthony was like the MVP of that game. Like straight up. Like he made like five snags. That was the gnarliest thing I've ever seen.
2: Wow, Let me tell you, don't have any of my guys on your team because we're terrible. Last time I tried to play anything like that, I played blitz ball with Cameron Hobbs. And I was like, dude, I got it.
0: You got run-rolled, didn't you?
2: Dude, I went 0 for 5. It's the worst performance I've ever had in my entire life. 0 for? I straight up donated myself. 0 for. It was horrible. And then uh, all my guys, liability in the field. Oh, my Lord.
0: Do you have nobody <laughs> to catch a fly ball?
2: I was the only person out there putting in the work. I was the entire defense, but 0% of the offense.
1: Yeah. Aaron made me play softball one time. If Whole you, season. If you count it, Colin playing softball.
0: You were on the field, weren't you?
1: Um, I don't know. Like, I was barely on the field. Like, I th- was told to stand on the fence and don't let go of it. You were inside <laughs> the foul
0: line. You were inside the foul line. Hey, you're
2: good.
1: Stand as far that way as you can and don't move. <laughs> Well, you had a badass center fielder with you. It was a mixed league, and they were short of girls, so I was the girl that um, literally stood out there and was told, "Don't move. Don't try." Oh no! <laughs> yeah,
0: so we were. It was a uh, it was coed softball, and it was a D league. We had just we'd won we won E league one year, and then so we got bumped up to D league, and so we were playing uh, D league coed softball, and so you've got all these guys that are in their twenties, sans "Me and the pitcher." that are, like, just got done playing high school ball or college ball. And so we were like, okay. Taking it way too serious. <laughs> oh, no,
1: they were really good. They no, we were really good. Like, I should not even be on the field with these people. I probably shouldn't even be in the stands. And I'm just like, okay. I think I actually got on base one time because a girl got hurt I mean, and I was pitched in to run. That's train. how I got on base. Heck, yeah. <laughs>
2: Heck, yeah.
0: So um, you had our shortstop had just got done playing uh, college ball, like D3 college baseball. No way. Uh, We had our – one of our outfielders had just – like he was an all-state baseball player. Our pitcher was a pretty good all-around athlete and a really good friend of mine. And I played third. Left-handed.
2: That was crazy. What are you talking about? You should have been on first. uh,
0: No, it's because I had the hot corner. I could stop everything.
2: Are you telling me that you were feeling a little tight and you couldn't do the split so they had to put you on third?
0: Um no, we actually had a girl on first base who could catch everything no matter how hard I threw it. Oh. And yes, being that great. I was left-handed, I had to do that extra step. But they put me over there because everybody else we put except for the shortstop that we would put on third would just kind of flinch and I'm like ah. they just gave me keystone and hey. put me on third base. So and let it hit mass. Like- let it hit mass and throw it to first. <laughs> I mean, look at this guy. I'm huge. Bounce off the belly and boom, turn and gun it. Mm-hmm. Get it over there.
1: You weren't this size then, though. No. That's I, been a few years. I, a marriage and all those good things. Uh, that's a lot of pounds to go.
0: <laughs> I'm working on it.
1: It wasn't a judgment.
0: No, I don't think so. How did we get on softball from fucking... Aliens. 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 Oh, it's because we are going to do the <laughs> <'Cause> Reckless <laughs> Kelly celebrity. <laughs> Somehow we got intergalactic there. celebrity softball jam. That's right. Yeah.
2: Maybe that's the only reason why they're coming in. They're like, yo, dude. We're zipping on by a freaking planet one billion and five. Really big uh, really big Yankees guy around here. Let's just pop in there and get a dog, you know?
0: Who knows? Ooh So what you're saying is dollar hot dog night is what draws aliens. Exactly.
2: In. Dude, have you even seen Space Jam? You know they're picking him up at the baseball field. <laughs> yes. It's a sign.
0: Come on. So if you were going to play the Reckless Kelly Celebrity Softball Jam after party, what would you play?
2: Man, I don't know. It's got to be one of yours. It's got to be one of mine. Do you want me to play it, or am I just answering? Um, it's a segue. Segue into <laughs> singing. Okay. Let's, uh... Let's, uh... Okay, honestly, I'd probably do this one, just because I love this song so much. Actually, we can't do that. That's the intro.
0: Well, all we've heard is the first 12 seconds.
1: It's the first episode. Do the whole song, so they go and find it.
2: Okay. Uh, speaking yeah. of, before you
0: start, where can we find your music? Everywhere.
2: <laughs> literally everywhere. Austin Up F- Church, Spotify, Google Teaser. Deezer, Title? Google Play? A whole bunch of stuff I've never even heard of. Can I find it on MySpace? I wish, dude. I was literally talking to my tour manager, Clay Massey, shout out to Clay Massey, the other day, about how amazing MySpace was, and I wish it was still around. It's still there. Yeah, but no one uses it. Like, there. I logged
1: in the other day to go get some old pictures because I never downloaded them.
2: I need to figure out a way to delete mine because mine's going to be horrible. Just the cringiest. I'm pretty sure Party Like a Rockstar and uh, uh, Like Red Jumpsuit Apparatus is my MySpace page
0: song. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, if I didn't have Colorado as the song on my Facebook, it would be the exact same song that's on my MySpace probably. Texas you have a
2: song p- on Facebook? That's a thing?
0: Yes, I've got Colorado pinned to the top of my... F- I'll show you later. See, this is why yeah, the aliens I don't, aliens have, one, I don't coming. have a
1: song on mine either. You're going to have to show me that.
0: Okay, yeah, you can you can pin a song like, you know, as soon as it like does before it does your bio. Yeah. It's like picture scroll down,
1: boom, song. Oh.
0: Anyway, mm-hmm. I digress.
1: I think you were going to play something and give us a break from saying stupid things.
2: Talking about aliens. Aliens aren't stupid, Summer.
1: No, they're much more intelligent.
2: Song's called 100 Thoughts. If you like the intro, hopefully you like this. Yes, she loves me when I'm home But does she love me when she's all alone? She's sitting home crying And I'm on the road trying And it's gonna be okay It's gonna be alright A hundred thoughts going through my head As I'm driving through the night Out on my breath, another girl on my mind. I don't know what I'm looking for, but I found what I needed to find. It'll be okay, it's gonna be alright. A hundred thoughts going through my head till I see the light. It's a long and lonely road to nowhere. A lesson learned or a crash and burn, I don't care. Turn that tape on over, well, I'm all right for now. Everybody's saying, slow it down, but I just don't know how. And I got the full moon fever. I'm red-eyed and tired. And yeah, my tank is running on fumes. But I never felt high. It'll be okay. It's gonna be alright. A hundred thoughts going through my head. Until I see the light. It's gonna be okay It's gonna be alright Other thoughts going through To. That's my favorite song to play. It's just like the funnest chord progression. And I love doing that E, you know, for those of y'all that can't see. Hitting that big instead of that. It's cool. It's a fun, warm, and inviting song. Exactly. And then the other one I did kind of like that. I'm not going to sing it, but it's the...
0: Sounds awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah, Love it.
0: Love you guys. I wouldn't say I love that song so much as yeah, I do. I just used it for my intro to this (laughs) and the bed as well as the uh, outro. So, so funny story with the intro is uh, obviously recorded today. We went out to Melody Mountain Studios. Big props to uh, Ben Hussey for the production work on it. So just invited to just a bunch of just a ragtag bunch of hoodlums out to the studio. Oh, the the crew, the entire crew.
2: My separated twin at birth, Matt Hartman. He got the he got the salt. I got the pepper.
0: He's blonde. I'm brown. He uh, he was there for a total of eight minutes. I think.
2: Oh yeah, him and like, Tara. Tara's the homie. Shout out, Tara. We have the same birthday.
0: They rolled in. Ben's like, you two in here now like we did the we did the whole thing where all of us were in the room and we did like the ensemble recording and then uh, it was just like two of you in the room right now boom door slams 30 seconds later all right we're done that quick and let's see who else was there callie
2: yes callie Shayna. Shayna. the man the myth the
0: legend Ha
2: ho ho oh ho ho oh, himself dustin myron who aka buck
0: fuffalo buck fuffalo I'm happy that
2: this will never be posted anywhere. That way no one could ever know his real identity.
0: Actually, this is gonna be posted. <laughs> this oh is the teaser episode. <laughs> oh no. Good thing is you said we, it so can quick. we bleep it out? you oh. said it so fast that nobody's gonna know good. what you said. Good, good. Buck
1: Buffalo. I didn't even know like he had a different identity. I thought that was just like <laughs> nope. stricken from the record and it was just nope. Buck Buffalo.
2: Yeah. And then his beautiful lady, Pina Taylato, was there. She's awesome. Yeah, he had a rag, rag tag. Pina. Tay. Lata.
0: Lata. Yeah. It was a rag tag crew. And Ben Hussey even lent his vocals. I synced it. Benjamin Shane
2: it? Hussey.
1: Oh, well, that's golden.
2: I love doing this thing where I refer to Ben by his entire name and I have no idea what his middle name is. So every time I say it, I just use a different name.
1: You just come up with something different?
2: Yeah. Benjamin Aaron Hussey, Benjamin Shane Hussey, Benjamin Michael Hussey.
1: Benjamin he Wayne. Just, he
0: just goes with it. He just, yeah. He yeah. doesn't even bat an eye now. Yeah. At one point, I'm pretty sure today you said Benjamin, Benjamin Hussey. I did.
1: No just, eye roll or anything? He, he just ignores no. Dude, you? Dude, totally it's just. weird.
0: Ben Hussey
2: has just been, he's got a lot of great things going on in his personal life, so he's just like truly happy, and he just ignores my existence most of the time now. It's sad, I remember. I
1: love how happy he is.
0: I remember back in the day when he used to banter with me. Now he just tells you to shut your damn mouth and get out.
2: (laughs) Oh, dude, he's slipping. Like today, he had the perfect opportunity to tell me, like in the best way to get the fuck out of the room. He was like, hey, Austin, go over there and shut that door. And I was waiting for him to follow up with, and make sure you're on the other side of it. You know, and I was like, is this your way of telling me to get the fuck out? And he goes, oh, I didn't even think of that. And I was like, who are you? What has (laughs) happened to Ben Hussey?
1: He was too focused. He was too.
0: He was laser-focused today. Oh, dude.
1: Well, y'all did amazing. I'm loving that that intro. Thank
0: Thank you. you. I dig the outro, too. The outro's really cool. So if you are listening right now, please stick around and listen to my full outro, because it actually put some thought into it. Mm -hmm. I didn't just sit there and ramble bullshit. Okay, so I rambled some bullshit, but it actually put some thought into it. Okay.
1: it took you a long time to think of that bullshit. Seven minutes. (laughs) You're very proud of it, though.
0: I am
2: proud of that outro. Dude, it's awesome. It's really good. You'll hear it later. Yeah, and when he did it the first time, Ben goes, it's really good. It's almost like you practiced. <laughs> it's great.
0: <laughs> do it again. Yeah, do it again. He'll
1: tell you he didn't practice. and, and He really li- didn't practice so much as just say it to me over and over. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what he does. Every,
0: it's not practice.
2: I feel bad for people, for me, like when I write a song, I'll write one one sentence and sing it, and they're like, like, dude, let me show you this new song. They're like, dude, I've heard the same sentence I've heard the a one million sentence. times. <laughs> so now I at least try to wait until I'm almost kind of done to show it to people. You
1: have at least two sentences. Yeah, two <laughs> sentences.
0: Well, I mean, uh, is it in the history of the Eagles where Don Henley's talking about he learned um, songwriting by was when I guess when he first moved to L.A. and he was living in some shanty ass apartment building. He was on like the first floor. And Jackson Brown had the basement apartment below him, and he said he never really had an idea of what songwriting, like how a songwriter did it, and he said every morning it was the same damn routine. And I'm just paraphrasing. Jackson would wake up, I'd hear the cough, I'd hear the, uh, hear the kettle go on to the thing, he'd go over and he'd hit a couple keys on the keyboard, make, or the piano, make sure it's right, He'd go and he'd pour his tea, and he'd go back down there, and he would play the same damn song, or the same damn, like, first part of a song over and over and over again. And I realized... Oh, shit. That's how you write songs. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. And then you got Jackson Brown, who turned out to be one of the best damn songwriters that we have. Freaking.
2: I've been out walking. I don't do that much talking these days. Friggin' amazing. How's that, how's that start? I have that, no idea. That sounded really good.
1: Because I, I was
0: about to rope you <laughs> into covering it. I wish. <laughs> um, like,
1: wow, I really like that. That was
0: the first song he ever wrote, too, I believe. No way. No way. I'm pretty sure... Someone GTS. You're gonna
1: this. have to double check those facts because I'm I'm not. I'm sure I fairly believe it. certain.
0: I'm hitting the Facebook
2: fact check button right now. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure. Well, who's got a phone out?
1: You told me to put mine up.
2: <sighs> yeah, grab your phone, please. <laughs> I have one,
0: but my phone is about to die. Okay. Well, Summer, I don't know what you're saying. All right, fine. Though.
1: I don't know where mine's at. You told me to put it. Surely up. it
2: can't be that one. I actually that, listened that came, to this
1: time. That came
2: me? out like way late. He didn't just sit on that gold mine for years. Like, there's no way.
0: Talk amongst yourselves.
2: I think we're just going to say you're wrong and move on.
1: And then you can prove us right later.
0: (laughs) Brown's first songs recorded or wrote were Shadow, Dream, Song, and These Days.
2: No way. Really? How do you just randomly start writing songs and have that come to you? That's not fair. Not fair
1: at all. You would think the very first song you wrote wasn't that good?
2: No, it was absolutely terrible.
0: <laughs> okay, here's here's I've gonna heard make the you first f- song you wrote. So I don't and know. It this horrible. is gonna make you feel even worse. <laughs> Jackson Brown wrote the song at age sixteen.
2: And I mean this with all due 16. respect, but fuck that guy. Wow,
0: sixteen years old when he wrote these days.
2: Jackson Brown, if you're out there, I love you, but fuck yourself. <laughs> that is not fair. He's an alien. That's the only explanation. He's an alien. That's an
0: alien. Okay, that makes sense what you can write these days. Yeah. Um, Never mind. I take it all back. I love you, Jackson (laughs) Brown.
2: Let me sing Stay With You sometime. People stay just a little bit longer. God, I love Jackson Brown. (laughs) Running on empty. Or what is the other one? Uh, uh. It's the loadout, but I cannot remember how it goes.
0: For the life of me. He's got a gazillion good songs. Um. And it's strange when you have somebody who's that good at songwriting that probably one of their, what I'm going to say as a fan, most well-crafted songs is the first one at age 16 that you write. He's got other songs that are completely amazing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm never going to knock Jackson Brown as a songwriter, but I look at that and I go, at 16 years old, I played football and I think I learned math.
2: I didn't learn math. I just went to school to, you know, Try to figure out who had weed and to play some tennis.
0: I was playing tennis too, but I sure as hell was not writing
2: songs. Oh, hell no. I was and not songs that aren't international hits. I was chasing ladies and trying to find the weed.
1: Hmm, 16. I graduated high school at 16.
2: So How does it feel to be smart, Summer?
1: Mm, felt pretty good back then.
2: Now <laughs> she's just a smart
1: ass. <laughs> now it feels better. <laughs> <laughs> it feels
2: even better. Hey, I graduated college in three and a half years. What's up?
0: Graduate to college.
2: It happens it's not for everybody. The only reason I graduated is because if I dropped out my mommy was going to murder me. That piece of paper was very important to her. I drank a lot of beer. Oh, same.
0: A lot of beer. Retweet. Um so since we are here and you do have a guitar in your lap. We're going to get a little bit into the music because we've been off record for quite a bit and off track <laughs> almost the <laughs> entire conversation. Dude, we
2: went way off the rails. Um, I didn't
1: know we were ever on track because you never told me what track we were supposed to be on. So
2: Aliens. Hey, oh. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Speaking of aliens, Lady Gaga. Let's talk about it. Amazing. Gotta be.
1: Amazing.
2: I'm sorry. She's, she's,
1: she's stupid amazing. I want
2: your loving and all your loving's is revenge. You and me. We can write a rad bromance via podcast. Hey,
1: I'm not gonna lie. I don't like every song she's done. There's certain songs that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna skip that one. But the songs that I do like are just phenomenal.
0: I agree. Poker face is an amazing song.
2: Poker face. People laugh about it. That's a really well written song. She literally says, "I'm loving with my muffin" in that song.
0: It's even better, and it's still a heater it's even better to know that it was completely covered by Chris Daughtry and he said that line. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
2: I can imagine his bald ass up there. <laughs> Loving with my muffin.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Pretty sure that's not the track we were supposed to be on. <laughs> okay.
0: This I'm entire thing is a train wreck. Did you shoot. not hear the intro, a jumbled fucking mess? That's the way this is supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah. We have the attention span of like four-year-olds over here. We just We just get going.
2: He's
1: explaining that for all of you, not me because obviously I know
0: <laughs> you've been with me for thirteen <laughs> years, you know that I just am all over the damn place mm. but that's the good thing about it that's what I like about this whole platform of podcasting is we say whatever we want and we there's I don't have time constraints and I don't have like specifics that I have to fall into I mean yeah, I can't be like completely just like vulgar and all that, but I mean like as far as we can talk music without having it to be the same spiel that you would give, you know, radio or what's your first single. Tell me who your musical influence was.
2: And there's when, no, I'm not
0: knocking that. When did
2: you start singing?
0: And I'm not knocking that because I can tell you, I've asked all those questions a million times, but I think, I think we've kind of progressed because of the, this platform into being able to talk about the other aspects of it, because oh, yeah. I think people want to hear those other aspects. You can
2: really get to understand like from a consumer standpoint, Like, not only your host that you have every time, but, like, how artists and people think, which I think is really cool. And you don't get that on radio. Like, tell me about this song. You wrote it about your dad. Obviously you have a dad. What's his name? You know? Like, come on, dude. Ask me something that matters. Let's talk about aliens. Let's get to the hard stuff.
0: You know what else matters? What? Jackson Brown wrote that song when he was 16. (laughs)
2: Nothing really matters.
0: Oh, that's Queen, but I just, there's a first thing. Remember, huh? They all, you're all talking about musical geniuses. So, what in life, I don't mean artist, I don't mean other music, <clears throat> what in life influences you in your music?
2: What in life? Um, I'm a big, like, mm, let me think about this. I'm a big situational person. I like to write about situations. So, and I like to write to the point of vagueness where everyone can, like, connect to it, I guess, and use it as their own way and their own interpretation. I don't like when people tell you how to feel in music. I'm sad because my baby left. This song is about being sad. I'm so sad, uh, you know, like, just tell me the facts, and if I want to be sad, then I will be sad, you know? Like, give me something I can connect to.
0: So with that, how much embellishment is in your writing? How much do you how much do you make up? I mean, not really
2: that much. It's pretty much all factual fact driven.
1: I think when I first started listening to the songs that you wrote, it was very, very I'm from a small town, this happened, this happened. It was very situational and it was very telling a story of something that's happened to you. I think since then I've I've seen you progress a little bit where you are able to present it but maybe not word for word what happened to you so that other people can relate like you were saying exactly. and can see it from any different perspective. So maybe I'm not from the tiny, tiny town, but I totally get it. My street was just like that. Yeah. Like you're able to take that situation and tell the story without it being so specific that – the, the audience at Broad can relate. Absolutely. So you've kind of grown in that over time.
2: I definitely agree. Also, for the listeners out there that do not know, me and your host here, A.A. Ron Bentley, are the best of buds, and we write bajillions of songs together.
0: Uh, I, we're around about a trillion. Yeah,
2: so for little old me, just a small town boy from Gotham Texas, Austin Up Church, over here, for those of y'all that don't know, Aaron and Summer got to watch me scratch and claw my entire way, to minimal success in music.
0: And we did that under the streetlight through the old pine tree.
2: Yep. I'm not really
1: sure that's
0: a pine tree. It's 100% not a pine tree. (laughs) I guess maybe there is a little bit of embellishment in there. Yeah, a little
1: bit. That is not a pine tree.
0: (laughs) And the streetlight hadn't worked in two and a half months. Yeah.
1: Well, it worked when you wrote the song.
0: But yeah, it does. But it was a small town.
1: It's very quickly growing, but it was a small
2: town. Not a small town. Where has my country gone? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I don't know. I really enjoy songwriting because now it's, you know, you go with what you know, you write what you feel, and, uh, you know, I'm just one of those really emotional guys, and I like to bury it way deep down and forget about it, so it's nice to present issues in a way like for me the whole reason why i like music is because like it sounds so weird green day boulevard of broken dreams i heard that and was like oh my god it's cool to not be cool like feel things emotions gross but it was cool for me to connect to something like that even though i didn't write it or it wasn't about me at all but i felt like it was so that's what i was like dude i have to do this this is amazing there's some little punk kid that thinks he's all sad that needs to hear that song you know, or a song.
1: Aaron asked me one time, I guess we'd only been dating for about two years. And he asked me a question when we're talking about music. And he said, what makes a song, um, like important to you? Like what really draws you to a song? And my answer was make me either hate the person you're singing about or want to be the person you're singing about. If I can connect either way, you can draw that emotion from me either way, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that song over and over.
2: Oh, yeah. I want you to tell me something, but not like, like I hate the, my baby, my truck. Uh, you know, I'm like, dude, I've heard that. You're not telling me anything. There's nothing of value there. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you can sit down and sing me a song, a hot take, Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell. Phenomenal love song, banger right there.
0: Or you can sing me a song about empty cans on the nightstand. Yeah. Ashtray full of half-smoked cigarettes. Exactly. You know? Like,
2: I want to... Paint that picture for me. Yes, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. You love them. But let's go a little deeper than the Daisy Dukes and the ice-cold beer in her hand, you know? Dale Gates. Why? Yeah.
1: Not to say that the song can't be fun and it can't be, like, that kind of uh, attitude towards the song... Just don't give me the repetitive
2: There's got to be some kind of lyrical content that makes me connect, you know? And a lot of the times, there's a lot of songs that, especially mainstream songs, because they're so, like, concerned about how it sounds that they're not worried about the actual message of the song. And for me, music, everything's supposed to have a message, I guess. So all of my songs, there's a point to them, you know?
0: Damn it. There was Somebody said this a couple weeks ago when I was having a conversation. And I don't know if it was Tom Mooney or somebody said it to me, but they said, I'll be happy when people quit trying to write hits and get back to writing songs. And I was like, that is the most honest damn thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. When they quit being concerned with the hit and tell me a story. This is going to be the one that makes me bro. This is going to be the one Like, no, I want to hear your story. Yeah. Songs that she sang in the shower.
1: You know that's one of my favorites.
0: Mm -hmm. Come on. That's one of Isabel's best. But how many people don't know that? Mm, Children of children?
2: Freaking neat. What does it say? Uh, Couldn't even see over the corn. Baby on her hip or something like that along those lines. Like, that's incredible. And that is the easiest way to say my mom had me at a very young age. You know?
1: What a wonderful paintbrush to, to use yeah. right there. Like just I it's mean insane. you're talking about her age without really saying her age, you're talking about her height, yeah. which is, is, is painting that. The imagery for you. is wow. absolutely
2: insane. Jason Isabel's a maniac.
1: That's a credible line.
0: I think for me when it came to that and there's a stigma around it, but I think because I grew up in my formative years in the nineties, I got to listen to both alternative music and country music and even R and B for that matter where it was about the stories, where it was Trisha Yearwood singing Walk Away Joe, where that is a story from start to finish, where they completely paint it for you, or listen to Pearl Jam Daughter, where they're explaining to you that she feels completely disconnected, or, you know, all these things. I got to hear those, and they were stories, and they they laid out some serious things for you with some imagery that was insane. And so for me, I I crave that. I don't want to hear the same repetitive hook or the body like a back road it didn't, just didn't do it for me yeah I'm a huge fan of
2: punk rock music and stuff like that I really like self-reflective songs you know I think I suck here's why let me present it to you in these ways you know and I think that's really cool so that's my thing like obviously Green Day Fall Out Boy Weezer those dudes didn't you for me.
0: cover a punk rock song on your last album
2: uh, it's not really punk rock but it's indie rock but yeah we did For a while, by the band Camino. Pretty, pretty hot banger. You want, you want me to play that one?
0: Might as well. You got a guitar in your hand.
2: See if I can do it. That's what it is. Out of touch and out of line A girl you'll never find She's so damn honest And she won't stick around for sure The guy that she'll ignore She's so damn honest It's okay, it's alright I don't mind wasting time, I'll be fine where my heart on my sleeve make it harder to breathe for a while for a while seasons change but people don't know and I know you are But at least you're honest At least you're honest It's okay, it's alright, I don't mind wasting time, I'll be fine Wear my heart on my sleeve, make it harder to breathe for a while It's okay, it's alright, I don't mind wasting time, I'll be fine Hide my heart, how I feel Let's pretend this is real for a while For a while my heart on my sleeve make it harder to breathe for a while it's okay it's alright I don't mind wasting time I'll be fine wear my heart on my sleeve make it harder to breathe for a while for a while for a while, for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, I really enjoyed that track on the album. I love that song. That was a surprise to me because I didn't know you were putting that on there and I really dug it. Dude, Kyan Barnes,
2: I would say shout out to Kyan. He's on my shit list right now. Bastard. But uh, anyway, Kyan Barnes, love that guy. He was like, we played it at a show with them one time. He plays bass for. The the homie Cody West. Love all those dudes. They're the best. Um, We played with them one time and we put it in our set just kind of like we love the band Camino. Let's go for it. And we did it and when we got done they walked up and was like dude, is that your song? And we were like hell no, it's not our song. We are nowhere near that good. And they were like you need to put that in your set. And I was like okay. And then when I told Kyan because he's the best bud we talk all the time. I was like yeah dude we're going to make a record. And he was like if you do not put for a while on that record, I will not be your friend anymore. I will never talk to you. So I had no choice.
0: Ultimatum time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, well, that was a damn good choice. I will tell you that was, that was pretty good. Uh, so the album, we keep dancing around it. That is uh, um, Breakdown.
2: Breakdown. Go ahead and give it to me.
0: 2020 release?
2: 2020.
0: Sad summer tour.
2: Yeah. All got canceled. by the shirt. Every single day it says canceled. Wah.
0: I think I have that shirt. That's fantastic. I think I actually have that shirt. I was talking to the listeners. <laughs> well, I can say with fairness, I've never worn it.
2: Oops. Ooh. Dagger to the soul. That's it. I'm out. Can't work under these
0: conditions anymore. <sighs> However, I did wear an Austin Upchurch hat all week at mile zero.
1: It did?
0: I'll take it. They did? I will take a win anywhere I can get it.
1: You were in Florida with us.
0: You were in the the keys. I freaking wish, man. I was (laughs) working my life away. That was a damn good trip. Um, So, we're kind of getting to the end. We said that we were going to do this as just kind of like a quick teaser episode for 30 minutes, but we've been recording for 50.
1: I was wondering. You said teaser, and I'm like... When the
0: combo's getting good, you just got to keep it rolling. That's the whole point of this. There's no no rhyme or reason to it, so... Since we just kind of came into this flying blind and really talking and going through it. And we talked on our topic aliens for like five minutes and then came back for five more minutes. And then talked about Jackson Brown and Green Day and graduating at 16.
2: Yeah, sorry about that. It all goes hand in (laughs) hand. Don't apologize for being a smart ass. I mean a smart uh,
0: ass. Uh, So the idea, Austin where I came up with the title, Off-Mic, obviously the off-mic conversations that you would have at a show. People have always asked that question, what do you all talk about whenever you know when you go to commercial break? What do you guys talk about whenever you walk away from the mic? And I've always told everybody, life, we don't talk about anything special. There's no, it's like the whole backstage stigma. Everyone's like, i got to be backstage. And I was like, why, wow, so you can watch a bunch of dumbasses stand around and smoke cigarettes and talk about what they had for dinner? Pretty much. Because that's the truth about what happens. So to kind of peel behind the curtain a little bit, uh, 13 years in the music business, and knowing a lot of people for a while, it's not that exciting to be backstage.
2: You gonna watch me
0: sit and drink Topo Chicos goes on a couch? It's normal. Everybody's human. Mm-hmm. Now, some wild stuff does happen occasionally. There's good stories, but I'd say 82% of the time, it's just life. Yeah. And whenever the mics are cut off and we step away, that's generally what we're talking about.
2: Oh, yeah. We love to... Like, just sing random songs. I don't know if y'all can tell, but these little red splatters right here are from Kyan playing the Sweater Song, a.k.a. Undone by Weezer. Played so hard, he ripped his finger open and bled all over my guitar and then was like, it's mine now.
0: You can never wash it.
1: So you just carry his blood around with you on your guitar?
0: Just in case. Did you make him bleed his own blood? Nobody makes him bleed his own blood. So the the off-the-record part portion of the show... um, was well, kind of a challenge that I threw out to a bunch of people and I think it's something that's going to be kind of interesting and is really fun for the songwriter is I want to end the show with you playing me a song that's something you've never recorded, something you probably don't play live or maybe even never really plan on recording, but it's that bottom drawer, back pocket, middle of the notebook with a string on it, song that you really love that you keep going back to, but you just you don't do anything with it right now. And so I think... Um, that's kind of like how I'm going to end every episode is I want to hear that. I want to hear from the artist. I mean, granted, this is a condensed version of a conversation. We're not doing a lot of the the full banter back and forth, but uh, what do you think, Summer? Pretty good idea?
1: I like it.
2: I think it's great. Now, I've shown you a lot of new songs that will be technically off the record today. So if there's any one of those that you think is cool, I would like to play it, or uh, I don't know.
0: It's Sonia. like that category in Jeopardy, Potpourri. It can be anything. So,
2: I was telling Summer about this song, talking about uh, imagery and uh, and writing songs to where people can connect to it. Right. Uh, I deal with a lot of anxiety and depression issues, and you know I handle it like an adult and just smoke a bunch of weed, um, and write about it. So for me, it's cool. And so like at a time when I'm feeling pretty awesome these days, you know. Um, I have somebody that's around that's kind of going through a rough time and it's easy to self-reflect and figure out what other people are doing when they're sad and how to deal with it because I've been sad and I'm not sad currently. So this one I was like, ooh, I got you. Just get out your own way. And I wrote a song about it and uh, it's called Sinking. I like it. I'll give you a, Let's give me it. I hear it. You want to hear a little bit of yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. I dig it. I really think this song is so cool. And it's weird because I generally don't like my but it's like, I think it's time now You get out of your own way You say you don't know how To keep the demons at bay Push them aside, there's no reason to hide How you feel anyway I think it's time now You get out of your own way When highs were highs and lows were low, you feel yourself growing cold, here in the middle where no one goes, no one knows.
1: times so we've gotten in our own way That's, exactly yeah everybody can relate to that
2: and I think it's so cool because like like when I was in college I was a communications major right and I had to write papers and do presentations all the time and like my favorite paper I ever got to write it was super cool my teacher Dr. Welker Julie what's up she was awesome uh, it took us a little while to figure out each other I guess but when she figured out like the easiest way for me to like learn things it was game on so her thing then was just like, anything you can do to make it about music, go for it. So my favorite paper we ever did, it was my last paper and presentation I had to write. And it was over imagery in like things. And so I was like, can I just pick a record and write all the imagery in every song? She's like, perfect. So I did a like 20 page, two hour presentation over Dolly Shines EP, Room to Breathe. Room to breathe. Amazing. Loved it. So every time I start writing now, I'm like, what is something cool? Imagery wise, that I could do. And what is the coolest thing about being in your own way? Like relating it to drowning. You can drown in three inches of water, you know, or an inch of water.
1: If you don't pick your face up. Exactly. If you leave it down in there.
2: Yeah, so that's why I'm just like, you can't breathe when you drown and you're holding yourself down. You're literally just,
1: stop,
0: you know?
2: Smart. It's crazy.
0: I dig the hell out of that.
1: Yeah. So when you're, when you're, <clears throat> Songwriting at this point, it's not just about telling the story. You're really looking to paint the full picture.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, I want to tell you what I'm trying to say without saying it. You know, now, at the beginning it says, I think it's time you get out of your own way, which is telling you exactly what I'm saying. But, like, it goes so much deeper than just getting out of your own way, that sinking, nasty feeling you get when you just feel it coming on and you're just going into your hole and making everything worse. Because, like, I mean, it's just human nature. That's what you do. You kind of shut down. So I think it was cool, and especially going with rounding, you're using water imagery, you Mm -hmm. know. You're growing cold because the deeper you get, the colder it gets.
1: So how much insight did you get into yourself by writing that about somebody else?
2: Oh, dude, that song is just as much about me because that is exactly how I handle things and exactly how I feel. And, like, the second verse part, I actually wrote a song about my depression, and it was called The Middle. And I sent it to a producer guy. And he was like, you know, man, I'm just not really a big fan of that one. Hit the drawing board. So I kind of scrapped it. And when I was writing this one, I was like, man, it just fits perfectly. And that's the, you know, where do the feelings go? The highs were high and the lows were lows. And you can just feel yourself growing cold. You're in the middle and no one knows. I think that is so cool because you're teetering at that point in the middle. You're either going to teeter this way and get super sad and super dark and make it even worse on yourself, or you're going to teeter this way and make it better because only you can do that, you know? So you're in the middle where no one goes because everyone hates that feeling. So nobody wants to deal with that, you know? And for me, it was a pivotal time. Like when I figured out for myself, like, Hey man, you're just getting in your own way. Like, stop the ways to not be the way you are, are right here. All you have to do is do it. And so when I made those changes, it was like, universe, big bang type shit, you know? And so now that's my thing. Like, Anytime I feel myself like uh, I'm like bro, you're just in your own head. Stop. If any of these things that you're thinking about were truly an issue, someone would literally say something to you. You know what I mean? So,
1: I don't think I've ever thought about that that middle spot, but that's kind of where anxiety grows. Is that middle s- zone when you're not exactly. really really happy, but there's nothing really horrible wrong, and you're
0: just kind of living. You complacent. don't know what's
1: gonna happen next. Yeah. Man, that that is just the breeding ground for anxiety. Exactly, and.
2: Wow. Uh, So the middle was something that I was, like, super jazzed about. I thought it was badass. And so I threw it in there thinking it was cool because it's, if you think about the middle being like you're on a peak teetering, you could easily, for this one, say you're on a boat in the ocean and something happens and, you know, you're just going down. You know, you've teetered the wrong way and you are now sinking to the bottom. You know? So and then all the imagery there in the chorus the chorus is so easy too oh you're going cold sinking low can't breathe when you drown blah 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 so easy but I mean it's also like conducive to the the feel and the topic you know. and also another thing for me that I think is like for me personally when I start getting like that the and I've written a couple songs about it like I have a song called Peace of Mind where I'm like uh, what do I say Um, it's like it says can you help me find the word Or f- anyway I'm just like it feels like a million pounds it's constantly weighing me down that like physical crushing feeling you know and what happens the deeper you get in water
0: yeah the more it just pressure
2: crushes you you know that's I'm gonna write another verse that talks about pressure thank you so much for this idea Aaron Bentley you're getting
0: a song credit. you're welcome So you said something right there. You were like, "Oh, the chorus—it's so simple," but the truth of the matter is, emotions don't have to be complicated. Yeah, I don't. Oftentimes, they're very simple. Now, the result may overcomplicate. Yeah. So I think simple emotions can be best described in short words and short, and still have that punch.
2: Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I think so, dude. So going back to the punk rock stuff, I'm a big Tom DeLonge fan. He was the singer of Blink One Eighty Two. For those of y'all listening that don't know. Um, he is now the lead singer
0: of Angels, Angels and Airways. Airwaves.
2: Absolutely. Dude, I have We Don't Need to freaking whisper that a 12-year-old Austin F. Church wrote on my closet door at my dad's. I swear to God, I can't make it up. So I'm like big on that. And he, his big thing, I watched one of his deals. He's like, songs aren't supposed to be hard. You are not supposed to be super intellectually deep and using big words. He said, everything's a nursery rhyme. You know, and he's like, so when I'm writing, I want everything to have a nursery rhyme cadence.
0: Think of all the small things.
2: All the small things.
0: Oh, I immediately. Care. You know what I mean? Well, in my mind, I immediately went to going away to college. Yeah. Because it's that emotional, I haven't been this scared in a long time. We're, yeah. yeah, and it's just,
2: you could literally rock a baby to sleep and sing that because it has the same kind of hook and feel as something that's just, you know, rain, rain, go away. It's something easy, you know, and he just put it over some, like, punky sounding
0: guitars, bam. Some heavy guitars and some you know crazy drums.
2: You don't have to be over here writing the math rock. Oh, my gosh, these are the big words. You know, like, no, you can make it easy. It's just like, you're a writer, Aaron. You obviously know what they say about writing. Write for a seven-year-old to read it. You don't want to use big words. Big words are scary. There's a lot of people like me that don't read well, you know? So give me the dumbest way to say something, you know? That's the easiest way.
0: My hero in writing idol wrote as simple as he possibly could to convey emotions. Exactly. His pro style for Hemingway's pro style was small words with big punch. Yeah. That's just the truth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's been fun. It's been great. It's been a blast. I think, it's been real.
2: I think podcasting is a good look for you,
0: AA Ron. I appreciate it. I'm,
2: I'm kind
1: of liking the look on him. I don't, yeah. i had. It's the headphones.
0: It's
2: the headphones, yeah. He may have to wear
0: those all the time. Oh man. Ooh, I got Bluetooth headphones in the in the office. (laughs) Oh man. Here we go. Uncorded. All right. Um, so this is gonna be the end of episode one. I'm kind of cutting it short because we got some work to do, but thank you, Summer. Wonderful, love. Thank you so much for joining us. Austin, my buddy, my co writer. Love you. Um, So this is Aaron Bentley, and we're going to sign off from uh, episode one of Off Mic, Off the Record. Thanks for listening. Off Mic, Off the Record is a Blacktop Poetry production. For more insight into your favorite independent artists and all things behind the scenes and in between, visit blacktoppoetry.com. Our theme is provided by Austin Upchurch. Go check them out at austinupchurch.com. I'm your host, Aaron Bentley. If you made it this far, you're either really bored or you fell asleep. Either way, thank you for your support, and I'll catch you next time. Adios. It's going
2: to be okay.